It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 13, November 12th, 2019. I'm your host, DJ Nikki Kuehler, is here producing the show. I have just this week, actually as of two days ago, started a new gig. I now am the creator manager over at Live, so I'll be working with a bunch of content creators. I can still do this podcast. I actually have a lot, a lot of time to do and pursue my own personal projects as well as to be working with a lot of people who are actually my own personal friends. For those of you who don't know, Live is the mixed reality company that, well, makes mixed reality videos. Uh, they make the software that you guys, if you watch any VR content and you see a person's body, their embodiment in a virtual scene, they make that technology that allows you to film that kind of stuff. I'm super happy to be working there. And I have I have a lot of time. I mean, first off, do my job, which is uh, I'm loving it so far. I have no commute. My commute is from my room to my office, which is maybe like a 20-second walk. And I don't have to worry about paying Californian bridge toll anymore at $6. I don't have to sit in traffic. So just the, the amount of time I get back from not sitting in a car that's not moving anywhere on the freeway is incredible. I'm loving that. Love the people I work with. Love what I'm doing. I'll be managing content creators, and I'll probably talk a little bit about that more in the future. But I'm super psyched. As I as I went through high school, I, I felt like work as an adult, as what I'm doing now, would be a lot of like busyness and always doing something. But working at a startup is just really. It's I, I love the get your work done and then and then you're good. And maybe you can even go out and you love what you're doing so much you go out and find something else to do. But in high school, I would literally have work for the sake of doing work. One of my history teachers would write down a bunch of questions on the board to waste time. Then he would have us write the questions down on a piece of paper, then answer them in complete sentences on the piece of paper. And that would take up the entire class. And going throughout high school and college, there was always work to be done, but not for the sake of actually learning or an actual objective. It was just to keep you busy so they could get you to shut up or to take your tuition and make you take loose, useless classes. But now that I'm actually working, I feel like everything I do contributes to the bigger picture. And because I'm an effective worker, I, I could do it quickly. And by doing it quickly, that means I have more time to pursue my own personal projects like this podcast, which is why we have uh, quite a few topics that I've spent a lot of time gathering this week. This episode, uh, we're probably going to completely take up with my new favorite game, the douchebag of the week. We are going to name off four different people that we have queued up here. And I want to let you guys, uh, I want you guys to let me know over discord.gg slash or tweet at me at stellshampoo on Twitter. Who do you think out of these four people that I am going to put out there on the table for you guys is the worst human being on the list? First off, we have a audio clip that Kewler is going to queue up in a second. This takes place in a Starbucks in Japan. Foreigner disturbs the Japanese Starbucks with loud music. Uh, and then we're going to see this from the perspective of someone filming from their cell phone. I don't know who this person is. They speak incredible English. Uh, probably a Japanese person. But they go up to film this man who's presumably African-American. I, I don't know if they're an American. But let's be honest, you're playing music in public. And that's something that happens quite frequently on our public transit system. So I wouldn't be surprised if this dude was American. And he is playing music loudly in the corner of a Starbucks. And we have uh, this guy who is going to be the point of view of the video approach him. Keelers, you have the clip queued up. Let's go. 
Do you want my headphones? I'll give you my headphones. Do you want my headphones? What? No one's doing anything to you, man. No, you recorded me, nigga. So I recorded you. Because you are, you are really bothering all these people. Okay, and you're saying that to your puss ass, nigga. Well, you don't like my music? There's music nope. playing. That's what the fuck you goddamn speakers is for, nigga. So you don't hear music playing, motherfucker? All right, then shut the fuck up. No one did anything to you. I ain't do nothing to you, bitch. You're playing music and you're yeah, bothering people. You're already, making threatening nigga. gestures. There's music playing. It's unacceptable, yeah, man. Threatening gestures. You pulling that goddamn camera out as a threatening gesture. I, I took the I camera out. Mine out too, I took the I camera out because of your unacceptable behavior, I okay? Mine out. And so, the accent also is pretty American, too. It is a pretty American accent. Uh, what you guys didn't see was the douchebag, as I will call him, pointing up at the ceiling because that's where speakers are playing because the Starbucks is playing ambient music. Because it's kind of awkward to walk into a cafe without anything happening or if it's just chatter. They want to have some nice, soothing music while you sit there drinking coffee. So that's what he's referencing to. He says, the restaurant is playing music. Therefore, I am allowed to play music at the same time because of course listening to two songs with different beats per minute of different genres is something that everyone in the general vicinity wants to do uh, and of course a couple of seconds later or i actually don't know how long it is but later in the video at hard cuts and the uh, japanese police have shown up So at at first, uh, right before this clip started, we see a Starbucks employee trying to get him to stop. We see this random patron, a saint, telling this man to shut the hell up. Actually, politely, much more politely than I just did. Then we have the Japanese police come and do it. This is something that we see very often. Uh, we'll be riding the trains here around San Francisco. And there's always someone playing music. It's still disrespectful. I still hate it. But it's still par for the course around here in America. You do not pull that shit in Japan. Everyone is so quiet. Whenever you're riding trains, especially at commute time, there's very rarely anyone talking. No one's talking on the phone, which is pretty much always going to happen in America. There's no one shouting, having conversations, playing music, nothing. They're all very quiet. They keep to themselves. And I'm sure absolutely no one appreciated this random, presumably American idiot coming in and playing music in a peaceful Starbucks in Japan, uh, which is why this man is being elected as douchebag number one of the Early Access podcast. There's something else I wanted to say about him. Uh, other than the fact that maybe it'll come back to me later when we're recapping it. Do you have anything to say about him, Keeler? I'm trying to remember the other thing that I was going to say about the video. No, I don't really. Um, I don't think music is really a gigantic issue, necessarily. It's, it's a little annoying, but it's not the biggest issue. But also, in comparison of like culture in Japan, it really stands out so much more because it's such a rarity to hear that happen, to hear like that kind of disturbance. Yeah. On trains and all public spaces, it's relatively quiet. In fact, I even said, like, I think if, it wasn't, if Tokyo was somewhere not Japan, it would probably be deafeningly loud. Yeah, uh, it is, like I said, par for the course here in America. We have people doing it all the time. It's still a dick thing to do. Uh, but going out to Japan and do it is just a whole nother, whole nother level of just being socially inept. Like that, that's, that's being socially inept, if not in your own culture, but in a foreign culture, not being able to adapt to the local customs. 
to be like it's it's got to be like it is. Japanese police officers are impressed too. Um, Jap- a lot of Japanese people speak English, and the Japanese police officers were trying to just ask him to leave. They didn't put him in cuffs or anything. In fact, he was still sitting down and saying, "This is my home." When the Japanese police officers officers were saying, "This is not your home. Don't play music here." So anyway, number one on the list for douchebag of the week, we have number two. Bart police officer detains and cuffs another African-American man for eating breakfast sandwich on platform. So this time, I think it's the police officer who is the douchebag of the week. So it is against California penal code to be eating within the Bart station. For those of you who don't live around Bart, uh, first off, lucky you. But it's Bay Area the, Rapid Transit. Yeah, it is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's a train system that connects pretty much San Francisco and the surrounding areas, roughly. And... You are not allowed. It's actually part of California Penal Code. I don't 100% know what that means. I'm not a lawyer. But you can be fined for eating within the paid areas of the train system. And so this dude was there eating a breakfast sandwich at 8 a.m. when an officer is going up to the BART station to try to find an intoxicated woman. He doesn't find him and stops to bug this dude instead because the officer said he was here. He was eating. I saw him. So I decided to stop him. First off, bro. There's still an intoxicated woman probably wandering around somewhere at the train station. I 30% chance, I think, I get on BART, depending on the time of day, and I see someone who's completely fucked up, whether it be on heroin or they were drinking super hard that night or we're getting away from the Coliseum Station, which is where sports games are, so people are all getting on there super drunk. It's not uncommon for there to be drunk people wandering around the stations. In fact, there was one guy a week before this happened who fell off of the platform because he was presumably drunk uh, and they managed to save him right as the train was about to actually hit and probably kill him because there's not really anywhere to go once the train hits you. Um, so someone did manage to pull him up. We don't, we're not going to acknowledge the the goodness that is uh, someone saving a life on BART. We're instead going to acknowledge the fact that a police officer decided to stop someone from eating on the train. Of course... That This is something that happens, uh, I would say, thousands of times daily. Someone is eating. I'm not going to incriminate myself here live on the internet. It's probably not a smart idea. But it, it may or may not have happened that I, I have had an iced coffee and a breakfast sandwich of my own as I was commuting to San Francisco State back when I was a student. Look, that may or may not have happened a couple times. I may have also violated California Penal Code. So this officer stops this man. Uh, the... The dude's not very cooperative. Uh, he is being detained, and they eventually uh, ask for his identification, which he does not show. So they take him down. I think it took four officers to escort him down and give him a fine. Uh, Bart General Manager Bob Powers did apologize for the incident, but the dude did not accept uh, the apology. I've seen him under two different names. I believe he posted on Facebook under an alias. They Then they found his real name. And of course... We do our journalistic due diligence here on Stell Shampoo, uh, which is to say that I'm just going to call him uh, not not douchebag number one of the week because this dude did nothing wrong eating. I mean, of course, probably should do your best to comply with police. He could have just put the sandwich in his bag, got on the train, and then started eating again because that, that officer's not going to get on the train. No one wants to be on those trains. So he could have avoided the situation that way. But I'm going to give him a pass. It's It's not that big of a deal to be eating on BART. Uh, it was 8 a.m. He's probably hungry. Dude just woke up. Has to get to his job at 9. Probably has to wake up around 7 to avoid traffic and all that stuff. Going to the BART station. 
Got to get on time to work. So I totally understand why he wouldn't comply. Probably should have, but also, like, I can understand why he didn't. So he got a citation at the end of the day. And uh, the Coalition SF tweeted. There's a lot of racial tension, of course, since the Oscar Grant shooting. Keeler, what year was that? At Fruitvale Station. Tell us, like, 2010. It was a New Year's Eve or something. So I don't remember if it's on what year it landed on exactly. But it was, like, a 2010, 2011 kind of era. Something so, like that. A little bit of uh, Northern Californian history. Back in 2010, Oscar Grant was shot by a police officer, a black man. It was a white officer, right? I'm not misremembering that. It was nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the officer was attempting to grab his taser and instead pulled out a gun and fatally shot the dude. Uh, I don't know if that was just straight, straight up a lie, which is not good, or bad police training, which might even be worse because he pulled out a gun instead of a taser, which was supposed to be on opposite hips. So there's always and been that. And pulled the trigger. Yeah, and pulled the trigger. I, I like mean, checking, you know, do a do a double check. Yeah, whether or not it's a, uh, a firearm or a taser or a non-lethal device. So uh, there's always been that racial tension in the Bay Area because of the Oscar Grant shooting. And this is no different. It was a white police officer bothering a, a another African-American man. Now, Kuehler actually went to the protest for this, which I actually would have loved to go to, but I was sick and uh, in no condition to be riding the BART trains at the time. But it was an Embarcadero station, I think it was. Like yeah, it was an Embarcadero. Ago. That's where they chose to do the thing. I yeah. would have... That's a, the first San Franciscan station, the most northern one. Yes. I would have uh, loved to go to this. I, I don't know if I just am not part of the correct circles to have been notified of this. Uh, and, and you guys went out and protested by eating lunch uh, on the... On the platform. On the did train anyone, platform, yeah. Did, did anyone bug you about it? Did any officers be like, yo, what are you doing? No, there were actually no officers there. As, as far as I'm concerned, it was really like a like a symbolic thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the media was kind of there from the beginning. It wasn't a very big crowd. It was like a circle of people, though. Like, it grew a little bit over time, but it was Couple largely dozen. just a circle of people. Yeah, something like that. So it wasn't like imposing on anyone. Um and so it was really just like a symbolic thing to have the media there to kind of show what off was happening. I actually only learned about it kind of the night beforehand, but I was already planning to go to San Francisco. I was I got like a bag of Queen Amman from the bakery, and I just happened to be on the way back. I would have had to go to Embarcadero Station, and so with almost exact perfect timing, I got to be there just as it began. Although I knew it was happening, so like I timed myself so I would get there. So I stopped by there on the way back, and it's the BART station, so when it was over, I just got on the BART and went home. Oh, yeah, went home, of course. Yeah, they, it's just like three steps away. There's... Look, uh, I, I understand following the laws and all that, but this intoxicated woman who's still wandering the streets, I don't know if they ever found her. She's probably sober uh, she, by I now, I think she's honest. sober now, yeah. Yeah, she's well, fine. maybe drunk again. If you're drunk at 8 a.m., you got, you got something. She, As someone who has been drunk at, like, that early in the morning, like... You usually got a problem. She's probably been drunk again by then. Uh, they really, this officer needs to exercise more discretion uh, at who he's going to spend his time that is paid by my tax dollars. Because as I said, I got a new job and I'm going to be paying a ton of taxes on that because I'm making way more than I used to as a Twitch streamer. Uh, those That's where my tax dollars are going to, bugging people to stop them from eating on Bart. Officer's got to exercise a little more discretion. And the the thing that pissed me off the most about it was when the guy asked something like, why are you holding me? 
And the officer, super smug, looks down and points to his sandwich and says, you're eating. Like, checkmate, motherfucker. I got you. We, we caught you putting food in your mouth at 8 a.m. right before you had to go to an eight-hour day of work. Caught you, asshole. Like, no. Like, take, take, take it into context. Just probably walk by and say, hey, man, be sure to throw that, throw that baggie away or throw that wrapper away when you're done. You know? And, and a lot of this is kind of where my involvement in that little protest that happened there was. It wasn't so much... Um, you know, people coming together to say we deserve to eat food in front of the BART station. It was kind of more of a uh, it's a little bit of, of anger showing towards this kind of trend of police will go to you, they'll do something seemingly innocent, right? That you're breaking the law of something seemingly innocent, but then naturally as things might escalate, especially if you don't think it's a very good law, which I don't think anyone does, then you end up being held down, detained, fined, handcuffed or in some cases like the case we mentioned back in 2010 shot even to some degree so there's a certain level of of we need to just let people go off on their own and not make such a big deal out of this because very often it ends up being a bit of a power flex on everyone yeah uh i don't know if i mentioned this already but the pleasant hill bart which is where this happened at sells food downstairs and I don't have confirmation on whether or not he bought that food downstairs, but it's even more ridiculous. I think it was McDonald's, so it might have been from somewhere okay. else. Okay, well, but, still. But there's still is... the sense of, yeah, there's still a sense that you're supposed to you grab food and then get onto the train. Like, because, I had food with me when I went on the train. I wasn't going to eat it, but I did when I went to the protest. I just happened to have food with me. Uh, absolutely unacceptable. Oh, that's probably why they passed around McDonald's uh, breakfast sandwiches at Yes, that is exactly the reason. Okay. That is exactly the reason. They were passing around Egg McMuffins to to everyone who wanted one. They bought like okay. a ton. They said the people who were, the cashier was like, when you go order like 20 of them, they're like, oh, all right, so wait here a bit. We got to go make some. We don't have 20 of these on tap. It's not breakfast Yeah, time not anymore. on tap like that, right? Yeah. All right. Might have breakfast when they got it. We're going over to douchebag number three, the officer's douchebag number two. Douchebag number three is Twitch once again. Twitch takes away Dan's gaming's ability to upload emotes due to Dan Potty. Now, of course, this is an audio-only podcast, so I'm going to have to describe Dan's Potty to you. I'm going to have to go to his Twitter. If you guys go over to twitter.com slash dansgaming, he has it pinned uh, right now as of the recording of this podcast. But Dan's Potty, the emote, is a toilet, and I love how Keeler described it, an ET-looking version of dan that's literally a head a torso no neck and some like stumpy legs and super stumpy arms completely naked sitting on a toilet you don't see any of course human excrement or anything like that and he's just making this like he's got these super big bulgy eyes he's just making the silly face his dan's body i imagine if you're as big as dan's gaming which i wrote down here he is the 152nd biggest followed stream on twitch when you're that big you probably run out of good emote ideas if i'm being honest i don't know in like what context i would want this emote uh that's kind of funny uh and so you're just gonna you're just gonna put some some crazy shit down as emotes so it's this completely harmless looking emote there's no penis showing whatsoever there's absolutely no nipples there's not even a belly button in fact i'd say his most defining feature is like his nose and his sick stash like he's got a really full mustache right there Twitch, uh, this past week, removed the emote for sexual content, and Dan's Gaming tweeted, quote, uh, they removed it because of no nude torsos because of sexual content, but other things like orgasm faces aren't moderated for this reason. 
Apparently, you can't have exposed torsos on men or women, even Ken doll style. Ken doll style is in no nipples, just a flat chest, as they had in the emote. Now, I have actually seen dudes, women wearing bikinis, but dudes, topless, sitting in hot tubs, or at the beach, or at the pool, streaming on Twitch, clear nipple in sight. I, I, I checked right before the stream, and the two dudes who I can think of, whose nipples I have seen on Twitch, uh, they are still going around and uh, doing hot tub streams and beach streams and pool streams. So the new torso rule just flat out doesn't fly with me, first of all. Uh, there's also a, a Twitter clip going around today that I'm not going to talk too much about uh, because it really was just a clip being posted to get the guy some clout. But it was a female streamer with very large breasts who was wearing a very thin shirt and her nipples were extremely clearly poking out of them. Uh, I'm all pro don't wear bras at home and all that stuff. But I would say real human nipple sticking through a shirt is worse than a clearly fake cartoon drawing with no nipples at all. Right? So that's so wearing a thin shirt with your nipples peeking through is okay. But a cartoon character with no nipples is not okay on Twitch. This this is another instance of Twitch Twitch's moderating team uh, having either no idea what they're doing or being content with drawing numbers out of a hat to figure out who's going to get banned that day. I wonder if Twitch, like if Twitch moderators are like police where they have to hit a quota. And so like when police have to hit their quota, they'll catch you for doing like 71 and a 65, you know? Like closer to when their quota is coming up, but they haven't reached the number. Do are Twitch moderators just going around and like crap? We got to ban like four more people. All right, this guy with the potty emote. When you have straight up orgasm emotes being allowed, I've seen anime girls, I've seen actual women, I've seen men doing those orgasm face emotes, and straight up butt emotes. Now, one hundred percent of the butt emotes I can think of off the top of my head are either. Overwatch-related butt emotes, whether it be Tracer or Widowmaker, or their actual, like, people's butts. Now, we the line, the line is drawn, but it's real squiggly, right? So butt emotes, orgasm faces, cool. Like, weird little cartoon character nipples, not cool. I, I don't get what's going on there. Uh, and that's what makes Twitch douchebag number three of the week, which, I'm going to be honest... Uh, even though we haven't talked about douchebag number four, that might be the least offensive one. Um, but it is a reoccurring thing with Twitch, just banning people for absolutely no reason. Or and we have a personal vendetta against Twitch a lot more than we're very any biased. Of the prior, yeah, person playing music, I can be okay with it. The police, like, okay, I guess I have problems with the police, but they haven't exactly like ruined my life explicitly for a day. Twitch has done it like a three times already. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very good. Maybe one day on the podcast I'll talk about how I almost stole ten thousand dollars from Twitch on accident, uh, by their own incompetence. I'm not some like master Indiana Jones style thief, <laughs> broke into their vault. Uh, the the fourth and final douchebag of the week: plane crashes after unloading six hundred and fifty gallons of pink water. Three hundred fifty. I I have here. Three hundred. Three hundred. Not six hundred. Is it 300 gallons? Yeah, 350. 350 gallons. Oh, I thought you were correcting me and said 300. 350 gallons of pink water in gender reveal stunt. Uh, 
from this article from the New York Post. When the pilot released 350 gallons of pink water for the gender reveal, the stunt caused the plane to slow down and get aerodynamically stalled, according to the report. The plane slammed into the ground and flipped over, the report said. The two people on board only suffered minor injuries. Now, I don't blame the pilot as much, although, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert in aerodynamics or anything, but I feel like, yeah, changing uh, the load of, of the plane so quickly might have some negative impacts on flying. The pilot maybe should have known that, but I'm not really going to touch on the pilot. The, we talked about it maybe one or two episodes ago where the grandma of a, of a not even born yet child was killed during a gender reveal stunt. So we have a bomb, gender reveal stunt bombs, gender reveal stunt murders, and gender reveal stunt plane crashes. This is some 9-11 tier shit right here. We got to slow down on these uh, because these people, I mean, the, the plane crash might be the most bananas one in my opinion out of all the gender reveal mishaps we've spoken about so far because it had know, a pipe bomb murdering someone is still pretty wild the pipe bomb did murder someone but i think the potential for the plane crash to murder more people was higher just so happened that only two people that were mildly true. injured so that is true but potential versus like actuality that's true that's true so so i, I guess the pipe bomb was worse regardless this uh these people have a disproportionate sense of self-importance People have called me egotistical for saying, oh, my stream's the, the greatest, the last of a stream on Twitch, or oh, I'm so, I'm so good at this game or that. I, I haven't crashed a plane yet using only my ego. Oh, it's so important that everyone knows my baby girl is coming. So I will unleash 350 gallons of pink water instead of sending a group text. Absolutely bananas. So... Now's the time. Uh, Douchebag of the week. Start at number four. I'm going to set aside my bias for a second. And because they did not create a plane crash this week, Twitch is going to be number four on my list. Um, And the reason being is because no one was actually physically hurt, detained, or disturbed other than Dan's gaming. He was very disturbed. Uh, So Twitch, going to be my number four douchebag of the week. Number three, gender reveal plane crash. At least, I guess like Kuehler said, actuality. Only two people were minorly injured but it wasn't too big of a deal <laughs> minorly injured from a plane crash is pretty impressive i i feel like they had a lot of time to um to correct and and kind of safely land the plane but not where they intended to land do you, do you agree with number four and three kill or would you switch them because i think we have the same one and two I'll, I'll accept it i'll accept it it is your podcast i mean i didn't really put much thought into how i had ranked them personally so but I'm okay. not disagreeing with this. Well, see, number one and number two is the hard one. So we have leftover the douchebag Bart police officer and the foreigner disturbs Japan with loud music. I'm going to put at number two the Bart police officer detaining the person. And here's why. I think that I mean, it technically was against penal code to be eating. The dude didn't comply right away, although escalating it that far was completely unacceptable. The reason I put the foreigner disturbing Japan at number one was because he was a thousand percent in the wrong like he was just a dick from start to finish he was a dick to the star the japanese starbucks employee who came up and presumably said hey please stop he was a dick to the dude recording oh here's the thing i forgot to say at the beginning of the podcast why why do people and i've seen this in multiple viral videos when they know they're noticing they're being filmed they pull out their phone and start filming also like bro now we're just seeing the same thing just flipped around and hundred percent of the time, the second person to pull out their phone is in the wrong, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
you feel the guy was filming in the first place so he could have some evidence to present to police or if he had to make a case they had some hard video evidence so the fact that he pulled out his phone second and then said you're being threatening with your phone bunch of n-bombs pulls out his phone and starts filming too and his logic is the dude must have been high um which of smoking pot in japan is super illegal also uh or he might have just been which stupid. makes it difficult how would you find it uh there's there's illegal ways to get it in japan i'm sure i've never i know you can but it certainly seems like it'll be a lot more difficult with how illegal it is it's super illegal um but it's super. either that or he's actually just stupid or has no regard for other people uh i would like if i were king of the world for this man to be deported immediately and then executed uh the, like that, that, is, that escalates to really high levels very we, quickly. We need we need uh, police officers to not escalate so quickly. Similarly, we need to deport and execute this man because playing loud music in a Japanese Starbucks is unacceptable. In an, on an American bus, it's annoying, but in Japan, it's like their their level of tolerating annoyance. I mean, okay, maybe tolerating is not the right word, but their uh, their surprise. Like, okay, so you imagine this, Keeler. You're walking down, God forbid, you're walking down the BART platform and someone has a Bluetooth speaker and they're playing music, right? You're not surprised at all, a bit, a little annoyed, right? In Japan, they're yeah. not used to this at all, uh, which is why, in my opinion, Foreigner Disturbs Japan with Loud Music, number one douchebag of the week. Because i uh, also thinking of this from my own selfish perspective. If I were to leave America to go on a peaceful j vacation to Japan as I have done many a time, and then there was an American playing loud music in Japan. I'd be fucking livid, dude. I've spent six <laughs> weeks total of my life in Japan, and I have not once heard anyone playing loud music unacceptably, let alone justifying, oh, the Starbucks is playing uh, you know, nice, calming, ambient music. I'm going to play some top 40s hits out of my Bluetooth speaker. The dude even offered his headphones. And I have no doubt in my mind that that dude would have let him keep those headphones too. Or like, dude, your fo all phones, at least I bought two phones maybe in the past eight years. They always come with headphones. What are people doing? I don't leave my house without headphones. I mean, given sometimes I go to the arcade and I need to play with headphones on. But still, uh, wallet keys, headphones... Which is why Foreign Guy Disturbs Japan with Loud Music. Number one douchebag of the week. If you have a different ordering, then let me know. Tweet at me at Stell Shampoo or put it in the Stell Shampoo Discord. I would switch the top two. Kilo switch the top. Yeah, uh, Kilo. I would switch the top two. I have I have more of a vendetta against Bart personally, so when they fuck up, it just kind of angers me more than when they do something right. Just naturally, kind of like with Twitch. But in this case, it was actually like police flexing their like a power on somebody it did also feel like this was more acknowledged to be a bigger douchebag story because it has actually gone viral kind of globally, or at least nationwide. It seems like I've seen just about everybody from all corners of the country like commenting on this one, which is kind of strange since it's right nearby home. Was that officer? I don't remember off the top of my head. Was he a boomer? I don't he know. He, he looks like one. So even if he's not like in that age range, I think he's definitely pulling off the look. He's got like the slick back hair and like the sunglasses going on. A little bit overweight. The, like, the, like, the smug look, especially. It's also that, that, that smug, that smug you're eating comment, I think just kind of tips it over for me. I, that, that pissed me off to no end. So I, I, I caught yeah. you. I'm a master uh, of maneuvering. I, I have never seen someone as audacious to eat on their morning commute. 
God forbid. And I, I mean, we need to worry more about the random urine and people shitting in the elevators. You know, yeah, it's like in, the, in a place where a people are actually like, there's so many things that go wrong on BART. Like the last thing that I would really have issues with is someone eating a McMuffin. Was your train? It's not even. It's neither a big. It's neither a big food nor a smelly food. Like no. the worst ones. The worst kind of food is when they eat like they got like a plate of like really strong smelling food because it either smells terrible, in which case you have to deal with a terrible smell, among the other terrible smells on Bard, or it smells really good and then you're probably hungry, and you're on Bard and you're already miserable and now you're like, well now I want f- f- good food. So before we go, Kuehler was. Uh, delayed at showing up to the show today. Was this due to BART or Caltrain? This was due to Caltrain. Caltrain was 43 minutes late because we only have one set of tracks per direction, and so when one train breaks down, the entire system just collapses onto itself, and it cascades like dominoes. So my train was 43 minutes late to arrive. And 43? So this, this also is a justification of my number two. If I went to Japan and I saw a guy playing music loud in a... In a in a calm Starbucks, I would be very annoyed, as you would be. But at the same time, when I left and I got onto the train, it would be on time. And I think that, to me, matters way more than any other slight annoyance I might face in Japan. At the end of the day, I am not going to be 43 minutes late coming home to wait for a gigantic metal box from the 80s to come and pick me up. Well, uh, let me know your guys' top four at StellShampoo on Twitter or Discord.gg slash We'll be back next week probably talking about something Sword and Shield related because I'm on oh. Twitter and as of one or two hours ago, hashtag Game Freak Lied is trending and there's a rumor. I'm go- I want to say this now because if next week it's true, I'm going to be pissed at myself for not saying it out loud. There is a rumor and I don't believe it. I, I do not believe it for the record that to change the volume in Sword and Shield... You need to talk to an NPC and get high-tech earbuds, which also Douchebag of the Week, for me, needs to get high-tech earbuds, or just earbuds. There's a rumor right now, if you want to change the volume in the game, that you have to obtain uh, this in-game item first. I don't think it's true, but if it is, I'm going to report back next week with my findings, and either be pissed or justify why it exists. I, I feel like if it does exist, maybe it's a way to get the players to go into options, and change their tech scrolling speed or something. I, I don't know. We'll see. Sword and Shield comes out Friday and we'll be playing a ton of it. It's been the Early Access Podcast. Thank you guys for watching. We're live. Twitch.tv slash Stell Shampoo. 8 p.m. PST every Tuesday. I'm your host, DJ Nick from Stell Shampoo. Kuehler is here also playing the audio clips. And we'll see you guys all next week, Tuesday, the Early Access Podcast.